was I had put the sermons together. You know, we had been talking about dreams this past weekend. We're going to do part two of that, but we're going to do part two of that next weekend. Uh, next month, the theme for the month is success. And, uh, and I was like, Lord, which way are you going to take me with this? And but he started dropping the bombs already, boy. And so uh, and so we will probably incorporate uh, dreams into success next uh, next uh, weekend. But, uh, you know, so I was in front of my iPad over at my desk and my wife woke up and uh, she's like, you know, babe, did you see the news? And I watched it late late last night. And then uh, because I was struggling a little bit with the teaching, I was like, because we got a lot going on. We had an hour meeting before this. The ushers have a meeting after this. We got classes, go- got a bunch of stuff going on. And so I just, I was going to keep it a short service anyway. Um, but um, so, you know, I turned on Fox News again and, uh, you know, I saw uh, what was going on and I was like, uh, okay. And I instantly dropped and I knew what I was supposed to do. So I'm going to just run through because I, what I want us to do this morning is I'm going to try, not try, I wanted to try to stop by 10. But um, but I want us to be uh, praying by 10, 15, the latest. I'm um, to share a couple of things and then we're going to uh, pray for about um, minimum of 30 minutes to just knock some things off the park because of what's going on in the media. You know, we live in very confusing times and uh, and crazy times. I mean, you know, I was telling the people this morning in our meeting when I was growing up. If something happened, like what just happened, it was, you just knew about it in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Now, no matter what happens, the whole world knows. And because the whole world knows, then everybody across the world begins to react in multiple different type of ways. You know, um, I'm careful how I address things because uh, things are always skewered. I don't care what they tell you. Things are always skewered. You know, but it's very, very unfortunate what uh, I told my wife that uh, when I saw what had happened with this gentleman that got killed, you know, I didn't have any anger. I had sadness. Um, it was an overwhelming sadness. Um, and not just because he lost, lost his life. Um, I didn't want to watch it, but it happened to be on for a moment. And I watched that thing. That was a hard thing for the, to watch is that man to just lose his life right there in front of. You know, it's a difference when you watch it on TV and people are acting versus in your real life. And I just grieved because that man lost his life. And I grieved also because uh, regardless to the character of that officer in his personal life, he did not wake up that morning thinking that his life was over. You know, I saw on the news that his wife has already filed for divorce. That man's, I mean, that man, that officer's life and those other officers, their lives are destroyed. No one woke up that morning thinking it was going to happen. You need to be very careful as you go about your day-to-day activities because the devil will be looking for an opportunity. And so, unfortunately, you know, that happens. And then um, everybody, when I say everybody, I'm talking about mainstream people, all races recognize that that was a serious amount of injustice. You know, the, uh, the, the judgment came down very fast. Normally it takes anywhere from nine months to 12 months for a judgment to come down. But it was just too much evidence. They had the camera from different points of view and everybody from the top down, from the president, the governors, the mayors, even other police officers were like, nah, you're going down for this one, son. You know, and so regardless to the fact that people are in agreement with that and there does not seem to be anybody that is fighting against it, now you have the second problem, which is the real thugs. 
now think that they have a right to tear up the cities. And this is beginning to spread across the nation. And so, as you know, um, um, and, you know, you know, I don't want to hear stuff. Don't be texting me about people's motives because you don't know. You know, so I am full in a, I am in full agreement with what our leadership is doing governmental, which is they have denounced what has happened. They have called for justice as well as but they now have to send in um, National Guard's troops, um, even our governor. Um, last night, they decided to go protest in front of CNN. Um, and uh, and then next thing you know, the building is on fire. So so they said it's spreading across the nation. And so, uh, you know, there are people who, they're opportunists. Um, and they wait for something like this to happen. The same people protest peacefully, peacefully, and people recognize it from the different points of view and then call it for what it is. But you always got these few that, as the Alpha told the guy, uh, told Batman, he said, there's some people, they just want to see the world burn. And they can't do this stuff legally, so they wait for an opportunity when they think they can get away with it. When it comes to that, the, the black guy's family and the officers, they, their lives, that's, that's, they're just all going to have to rebuild from that. And I really, really do feel sorry for all parties involved. Um, what led that man to keep his knee on his neck while he was being recorded? Um, I want to give you a little bit, just a few scriptures, because um, what we're going to do is I'm going to go over these scriptures. And then we're going to begin to pray for about 30 minutes. Um, you all that are, maybe you're here and you're, maybe you're not saved or you're not sure you're saved. Or um, you don't know what praying in tongues is about or you're interested in it. You don't know what it is. Excuse me a second. Thank God for long shirts. <laughs> Whatever. I always got something going on, don't I? <laughs> and... Uh, and so, uh, so if you have any interest in that, you desire to receive it, when we start praying, I'm going to ask those that are interested in that to just kind of leave the sanctuary. There'll be a lady, um, one of our ministers in the back, she'll have on a black shirt. She's going to take you to a private room and just do a little small teaching for you and then lead you in a prayer. Um, it's very simple to receive. Um, the Bible says, be careful not to be moved away from the simplicity that is in Christ. The things of God are very easy to receive. It's preachers who make it difficult. And by the time they get through explaining what Jesus said, you don't even know if you want to be a Christian anymore. And so uh, we've uh, been graced to explain things from a very, very simple point of view. So, you know, so I've said that in that regards. Just pray for that. Pray for our leaders because now on top of the coronavirus situation, they now, not gotta, they now have to deal with people rioting. And, and let me tell you something. Y'all. I'm going to say this because... You have to be very careful, even with the truth, you have to be careful when untruthful people are telling you the truth. Let me give you an example. So on social media, there was this picture that was floating around. It was two white gentlemen who have beards and they were holding two assault rifles and they were guarding a store. The caption said, two rednecks guarding a store during looting. See, that incites racial stuff, okay? So when you went down, someone else said, quit trying to do what the media does and start stuff. They said, go look at the video, which I did. Most people, they just bypassed. I went and looked at the video. When you looked at the video, because the person said, why does it have to be two rednecks? How come it can't just be two Americans? How come it can't just be two men? When you go back and look at the video, the two rednecks are also on their left and right 
is two Negroes standing next to them with assault rifles. Y'all get my point. Now, see, so these are people that twist things. They twist things. So if you watch the video, you see the two white men there, and you happen to see a black guy on his side, a black guy on his side, and all four of them have assault rifles guarding a store for a foreigner. See, that's the type of stuff you can't just be paying attention to what you see. These people need to keep drama up, and they want to see chaos because there's stories in chaos, and you can loot during chaos, and you can get rich during chaos, and you can get away with stuff during chaos. And while the whole world is watching the coronavirus, and while the whole world is watching the United States begin to burn, guess what? There are some very nefarious people working on some side stuff. Quit looking at what you see and just stand back and watch and wait. What do you think, mama? I'm going to wait a moment and observe a couple of things because what you see might not be what you're looking at. Luke 21, before I get off track, we're going to read through these right quick and I'm going to give you a little small education in regards to the truth behind the riot. Everything can be explained from scripture. Luke 21, 7 through 11. Teacher, they ask, when will all these things happen? The disciples were asking Jesus about the end of the world. What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? Jesus replied, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I'm the Messiah. That was just one scripture out of many where he was saying a bunch of false religions would pop up and say you could get to heaven through their foolishness. He's saying that the time has come, but don't believe them. When you hear of wars and insurrections... Don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't come immediately. How many know there have been a lot of wars that have already happened? So he said, now you remember, Jesus is telling them this 2,000 years ago. He said, now in the future, he said, there's going to be all of this crazy warfare. How many of you know there's been wars? Then you had World War One. You know, you had the, I mean, just in the United States alone, you had the war between the North and the South, and then you segued over to World War One and World War Two, and then you have all of the other wars that many other countries have had, and the factions in the Middle East, the factions in India, the factions in Africa, the list goes on and on and on. There's been war, war, war. So he said, those must happen first, but the end won't come immediately. But how many of you know those wars are past tense now? He said, then he said something strange. He said, nation will go to war against nation. And then he said, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes. There will be famines and plagues in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. We're walking in all of that right now. Plagues, famines. You don't know how many famines there are and earthquakes there are because you live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. So you're not really caring about that. But the increase, the increase of earthquakes multiplies significantly every year. That phrase there in verse 10 when he said kingdom against kingdom you know that the bible it was the bible that we read was written from hebrew and greek that greek word kingdom is the word ethnos it's where we get the word ethnicity from so what jesus was saying was not a will the plan to be crazy he said but you'll know that you're in the time in the end he said because races will be fighting each other and that's not in the United States. Actually, to be honest with you, racial stuff in the United States is very light compared to when you get over into the different factions in Africa, India against Pakistan, North Korea. Same people. North Korea, South Korea. At the brink of war at any given moment. 
They say Yonggi Cho's church over there is they be, they believe that Yonggi Cho's church alone is the only reason why those two nations have not gone to war. You got that church in the middle praying in the spirit 24 hours, seven days a week. They, they got a mountain like Mount Everest and it's 3,000 people there minimum praying and fasting 24 hours, seven days a week. They said that is that one church that is holding Satan back. And the list goes on and on and on, you know, from the Serbs and all of that stuff. You remember that ethnic cleansing that they did? All of those racial stuff. So Jesus said, you'll know you in the last days because of racial stuff. Next scripture, Ephesians 6, 11 through 13, the Passion Translation. It says, put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser, which is the devil. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in check or in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides us so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. We just got through singing that. This is how we win. Okay. So here, Jesus told you in the last days it will be racial wars. Okay, But then now he's going to get over into telling you what would be behind it. It wouldn't be because of people. It would be because of these invisible creatures that people don't believe exist. Pushing the buttons. Okay, First Kings 22. We're going to look at the invisible realm for a second. It says uh, this was a vision that a prophet got. First Kings 22, 19 through 22. I'm picking these out. We're not doing the full context of the story. We're just picking these out so that you can kind of understand, you know, certain points. Then Micaiah continued. Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him. You know, one of this gentleman I started, he said, he said, the scripture talks a lot about the armies that are in heaven. It's always telling you about the armies in heaven. He said, what you need an army for if there's no war going on? Every time, every time God announces himself, I am the God of the armies in heaven. Michael said, I'm the leader. I'm the commander of the armies in heaven. It's always talking about the armies in heaven, the armies in heaven, the armies in heaven. So one thing it says about heaven more than anything else about the armies there. With all the armies of heaven around him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice that king to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so that he can be killed? Some people don't think God killing folk. Yes, he does. And you don't know the reason why. There were many suggestions, and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. I don't know why I did that like that. Why in the world? Did, I have no idea why I just did that. Why in the world did I just do that? Uh, let's keep on going. We get to, apparently, it's, today is praying and not preaching. I can do it. Why in the world? What's wrong with me? And then God, now this is a demonic spirit. God does not do things the way that you do. There are some things, watch, I know this may shake your religion, but God is not evil. And sometimes, unfortunately, he needs to use evil to accomplish something. So he will use a demonic spirit because he can't do it. And them demonic spirit, because we have to deal with them so much, they, some of them, they, I cast a spirit out of a person and, and the person lifted up off the ground. And this was just, I don't know why it bothered me. And, and the, the spirit whispered this right before it came out the individual. I hate you, Jesus. And then he left. That blew me away. He said, I hate you, Jesus. He whispered it. 
And because uh, Jesus had actually showed up to make the spirit come out. So they would stop arguing with us. And so um, I'm sorry, I'm getting over the deeper stuff already. But then you have some demon spirits who they're just doomed. And you remember that scene when Jesus showed up in the Bible and it says the demon spirits saw him and they came and then they worshiped him. Yeah, they forgot where they were. They had been doing it for 100 billion years. And, and they, if they could, a lot of them would get their place back. Okay, so here he's, he said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked, and the spirit replied, I'll go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of your prophets because the Lord has pronounced your doom. When you read the full story in chapter 22, it says that that one spirit had the ability to influence 400 men to lie at the same time. So if one spirit could influence 400 men to lie, what could an army do with thugs and cause them to loot? This is what it means by when the scripture said, you know, it's amazing. Years ago, okay, I'm good. Years ago, y'all remember that big uh, fight between the Pistons and the bull? Yeah. And, and when you go, that was crazy because, you know, Pistons were already called bad boys for a reason. And they were going up in the stands and trying to, you know, fight with guys. When you go back and you look at that footage, there was one guy that got put in jail because, you know, immediately started in the in the auditorium. Immediately started. And and they didn't notice at first until they went back and looked at the footage. And they noticed this one guy in the midst of all of the media, he was doing immediately, he was doing just like this. He's just looking around. You know, you know, these people, they crack me up. They, they, they look around and they peruse like they're in the park. Oh, that's a wonderful tree right there. I wonder what type of bark that is. He's just walking around. He's looking to see if was anybody looking. He's rolling around everything. Put his hand on the chair. I said, oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Put his hand on the chair. And when he thought nobody was looking, he threw the chair in the midst of the situation. And the fight broke out even worse. He did not know that he was under demonic influence. See, people do things and they don't know why they do it. Now, people sometimes will say, the devil made me do it. That could be true. Sometimes the devil is like, no, I didn't tell you to do that. You came up with that plan when you were watching Mortal Kombat. Okay. So that's how that works. Now, let's look at another one. Daniel chapter 10, verse 4 through 14. This is Daniel who, who was seeking the Lord about something. He's by a river. And after 21 days... Um, this happens. On April the 23rd, I was standing on the bank of the great Tigers River. I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His, now, this is a warfare angel. So when them things show up, you will fall flat just when they show up. His body looked like a precious gem, and his face flashed like lightning. His eyes flamed like torches. His arms and his feet shined like polished bronze. And his voice roared like the vast multitude of people. I told somebody yesterday, I can't imagine what that sounds like to hear an angel talk, but it sounds like 100,000 people talking at the same time. The wind, the, only I, Daniel, saw the vision, and the men that were with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me up, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up. 
for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in an answer to your prayer, but for 21 days, this is a demonic spirit, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. He actually became a prisoner of war. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. Now, I'm showing you these things to help you understand something, okay? Daniel, seeking the Lord, had a question. The answer didn't even apply to him. An angel got a command. One of the uh, individuals in that army, he got a directive from the throne of God. Um, one of my sons is down there praying. He has a uh, question. I need you to go give him the answer. The answer will require a vision, not to be spoken to. There are some questions you will ask God, and he will give you an experience because that's the only way for him to answer, answer the question because your question was wrong. You ask the question wrong, but they know what you meant. So they have to give you an experience, and the experience will be so glorious, you'll forget about the question, and then they will tell you this is an answer to your question. And when God answers your question, he gives you an experience so that you will never question that again. So, so wonderful about him. Okay, so Angelus sent a message. He's headed towards planet Earth from heaven, met by this army. And as he began to fight with them, they captured him. He became a prisoner of war for 21 days. It's also showing that the demonic army ain't that weak. <laughs> so for 21 days, think about that. For 21 days, he became a prisoner of war. And so God had to send another angel to then rescue him so that he could get through and give the message. The thing that I'm trying to get you to understand is if that amount of warfare went on to stop a man from getting an answer that did not apply to him, what do you think is going on when you see this mayhem unfolding behind you? Sharing all of this because there are things, you know, unfortunately, most of the church is religious. And that's very, uh, very much an, uh, an unfortunate thing. One of the main purposes of the church is to be an embassy in planet Earth, a war machine. God has armies in heaven and he has one on planet Earth. And the ones in heaven respond to the ones on planet Earth. Because there are things that you can slow down or you can put in check. Y'all got that. I'm just showing you how all of this warfare is going on behind the scene affecting physical things. Acts chapter 12. Good, I'm doing good. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, which is John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. King James, it says they prayed without ceasing for him. They prayed very earnestly for him. Very earnestly means they weren't just sitting there doing silent prayers. Let me, let me help you all understand something. Silent prayers are just that, silent. God does not answer silent prayers. Can you walk in Burger King? May I help you? Oh, oh, why are you saying that? Oh, he has a silent order. We know what he wants. 
you better show them something. So you can't go, you can't walk in any place and get a request answered by being silent. But yet people come before the Lord. <laughs> and, and the angel's like, <laughs> you have something to say? Got to open your mouth. Okay. Anyway, so they prayed earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fasting with two James between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through, started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. He said, it's really true. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. One of the things that you're beginning to see here is this pattern of things of evil and when people pray, angels are dispatched in order to cancel this thing. doesn't matter how right or how wrong it is. It doesn't matter how extreme it is because this man is in jail and he's being guarded by several levels of soldiers. And when that angel just showed up like that, dispatched from heaven again, because who's praying? The church. They, this is what they were doing. Now, the first one died because we wasn't doing our job. We're not going to let that happen with the second one. So they prayed. Angel was dispatched. He said, took off his handcuffs and all of that stuff and said, put all your clothes on. And then they walked right past the soldiers. <laughs> the soldiers are not, well, they could have been asleep. I don't know. They, they either were standing and they were awake and he made Peter become invisible or the angel put him to sleep. Who's on the side of the angels put him to sleep? Who's on the side that he made Peter invisible? I'm on the side of Peter invisible because that's a whole lot sweeter. I just like that. It's a whole lot more. It's more in the Marvel category. Y'all know what I'm saying? All of this stuff is in the Marvel category. This is where they get the ideas from. If you knew how much those sci-fi movies pull from the Bible to get ideas, it'll blow your mind. Blow your mind. Okay. First Kings 6, 15 through 22. This is a story of a king. And what was going on? There was this, um, there was this uh, another kingdom that was against Israel. And that other king kept trying to so, do a surprise attack on Israel. Every time they would try to do the surprise attack, God would tell the prophet of Israel, hey, that enemy army is coming this way. So tell the king of Israel to go that way. So the king finally said, how is it that they always know when we coming? They said, man, this is dude that's amongst them. and He's supposed to be a prophet. And the Lord tells him everything, even the stuff you're thinking about in your bedchamber. He was like, is that right? That's right, sir. Wonderful. Pull the army together. Now our whole army is going to go after the prophet. And let's pick up the story right there. When the servant of the man of God, is it 2 Kings? Yeah, 2 Kings 6.15. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. 
This is why if you have no understanding of the invisible, you will live your life in complete fear in these coming days. Complete fear. Only I wore a mask for the first time yesterday because guitar, guitar certainly wouldn't let me in. I stood there for a moment too. Your girl, Emma. And I stood there for a moment too and I was like, are you sure? She's like, yes, is this? She said, don't matter, legal, sir. I know where you're going. She said, it's a company-wide policy. She said, you can go next door to Hobby Lobby so, and get you a bandana. So I went to Hobby Lobby and got a, uh, now I'm looking like a gang member because I got this thing like I'm from the Wild Wild West related to Tupac or something, getting ready to rob the place. <sighs> anyway, so, so the Lord, uh, what verse I mean? He said, there's more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah prayed, Lord, open his spiritual eyes and let him see what is right in front of him. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of fire. And as the Armenian, as the um, Aramean army advanced toward him, Elijah prayed. Now watch this. Not only does Elijah know the army is there, he also knows that the army is there for his command. Elijah prayed, O oh Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness, as Elijah had asked. <laughs> so when he gave the command, I don't know what them horses and them chairs did, but something happened, and they rolled around, bing, 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 all of the whole army became blind. It says, so the Lord struck them with blindness, as Elijah had asked, not as the Lord had commanded. When you write with God and you live clean, you'd be surprised what they were at. Ooh, Jesus, that's a whole nother message. Then Elijah went out and told them, you have come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. And as soon as they entered Samaria, Elijah prayed, now Lord, open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were right in the middle of Samaria the very city that they had been trying to attack. And when the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elijah, my father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elijah replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. That is the scripture that the United States military uses to not persecute their prisoners, by the way. That's the reason why we, when we capture you, we feed you and we treat you very well. Okay, that's the reason why they do that. So what happened here is that that king, enemy king, sent that army. Now the army did not know who the prophet was yet. And so when the servant saw the army, he was like, uh, hey man, we got a serious problem. And the prophet was like, no, we don't. He said, my army is stronger than your army. You just can't see mine. And he didn't have to sit up there and lay before the Lord. Lord, you know you can hear me. I've been serving you for a long time. You know my heart is right, oh God. You have to do that when you're living right. You don't have to pray. He just said, Lord, do me a favor. Strike them with blindness. And they didn't know who the prophet was. So when that army, invisible, struck them with blindness, then the prophet walked over there and said, hey, y'all came the wrong way. Now, he's the man they're looking for, but he said, I know who you're looking for. So he leads the army right into the camp of the enemy. They are surrounded by all sides. And then he says, now, Lord, open their eyes. And then they open their eyes. And he says, got you. I did all of that to show you 
that that is why the Bible talks. And some of you may be new and you don't know how much the scripture talks about the invisible realm. It says, don't look at what you see. Look at what you can't. It says, study uh, um, heavenly things. It says, the, it talks about the spiritual realm and the hidden realm and the invisible realm. Paul got caught up in that realm. Many of our people, we see that all the time. And stuff. All right. Romans 8.26. Good, good. I'm only be five minutes over. So when you see all of those things, particularly for you all that are newer, I'm really encouraging you to take a step of faith today. Um, whether you don't know the Lord or not, if you don't pray in tongues, I'm encouraging you to take a step of faith because there's no one that has received that, that left mad, except for one reason, that they had waited so long to receive that. can tell you when new people, we take them in their back room. And I mean, some people, I never forget one girl, her name is Latoya. She came out of that room and she did just like this. You mean to tell me this is what I've been missing on, missing out on? I said, mm -hmm, we tried to tell you. God never asked you to do a thing without then giving you the power to do it. Romans 8, 26 through 27, Passion Translation. In a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best thing to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words, or the King James says, with words that cannot be spoken in articulate language, hence tongues. It says that in the Greek. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. Okay. I know this, some of you are newer, you never heard this before. This is going to sound strange because the religion has no idea what they're talking about. Scripture makes it clear that we live in a covenant. Covenant is an agreement between two parties in order to make something come to pass. Okay. Over there on the other side of the world, you see covenants between uh, the Chinese and the Japanese and the African nations and the Indian nations. Many times they'll covenant in bloods. For example, when you have one African army, they're very, very good at fighting but they don't have any food. So they have this other African nation. They're very, very good at, for, uh, at growing food. So they come into a covenant signed in blood. The covenant says, as long as you supply us with, with food, we will protect you at all times. And they say, and as long as you protect us at all times, we will supply you with food. Well, the covenant that we have with God is, as long as you live for me, I will obey your request. And I know that messes people a person's mind up to say, God uh, uh, will obey our request? Yes, read the Bible. So the thing that I need you to understand is, is that it's twofold. And that is, there's some things that God cannot do without us. And there's some things that we cannot do without God. The badge of authority in planet Earth is a human body. That's why Jesus could not save mankind until he jumped in one. It would be impossible for Jesus to save anyone unless he had a human body. The badge of authority is the human body. And that's why the Holy Spirit is always trying to get in you. And that's why demonic spirits are always trying to get in you. Because in order to have authority and expression in planet Earth, you must, by physical and spiritual law, have a physical body. So, here's the problem. We got a situation going on right now, left unchecked. They're going to try to start burning down neighborhoods until they get to mine. Because I got enough ammunition to bring this whole building down to the ground. And see, the sad part is, there's a side of me that says, okay, I need to put it in check. And then there's another side. Never mind. I'll leave that other side alone. 
you know, these might be my glory days to be able to get over into stuff that I couldn't do before. And they all, <laughs> the brothers are like, their eyebrows are going up like, I'm in if you are. And the women, their eyebrows are going down like, don't you even think about it. It's amazing to see the audience. Eyebrows going up, eyebrows going down. <laughs> but anyway. But, but, but the Bible says that, see, if God could just do what he wanted to do, why does he ask you to pray without ceasing? Why does he ask you to pray so much? Why does he say, ask, 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 ask? Why does the scripture say, command ye me? So the purpose for the, one of the purposes for the Holy Spirit is we don't know how to pray and we don't know how it should be prayed. Hence, praying in other tongues. It is a language that comes from heaven that you do not understand and they don't want you to in most cases because if you knew what you were praying about, you would stop. Okay? So that's a language from heaven. They need your vocal cords because there is no authority in this planet without a human body. But you need their language because you don't know what to pray about and how to pray about it. See the covenant between the two? So that's what praying in the tongues is for, is to be able to do that. And then we'll do this last scripture, and then we'll pray. I did pretty good. I'm not excellent, but I'm, I'm getting there. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 2, Passion Translation. It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. But when someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people. He's speaking to God. And he is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. That word intimate is details. In other words, you can't pray this way. Lord, bless the people that's downtown in the rides all over the world, Jesus. Keep them safe, Lord. And, and it's literally, the angels are looking like, what are we going to do with this? We can't do nothing with this. We just keep them safe, Lord, and 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 and, and bop the evildoers upside the head, Jesus. And and no, it has to be details. And so, so now watch this. Vistialhan vokoshen di elevehe vongo mansen di elevenshiango vongo yinga de istinga amongo vahasheki endeveheli istiando lohongo mehanjekilevehe. Now you hear that? That sounds strange to you, but this is the details. When I'm praying, the Holy Ghost says to the Heavenly Father. We got a situation in Atlanta that is unfolding, left unchecked, will spread throughout downtown. So, now, while I'm praying, this is what it sounds like in the spirit. So, I need this many angels to come from heaven to first stop and remove the blockade of the invisible demonic creatures. Because one group is inciting the rioters behind the scene and the other group has formed a wall around those that are influencing the people. So the angels first got to come and fight through the wall. So I need, and it's calculated, I need this many, when you hear the person praying in tongues, these are the instructions. I need this many angels to travel at this particular speed, come into the planet at this particular angle, and when they get here, this angel, you deal with that demon. This angel, you deal with those hundred. This angel, you deal with those 10,000. This angel, you deal with them. These are the weapons that you should use, and this is the type of power that you should command, because the power is coming from a pool of light, so we don't want to waste any power, because we got to spread this around based on the people that pray. That's before the battle starts. So that, now you understand why the devil would fight people from receiving the gift of tongues. It's ultimate level of power. It has to be prayed out in detail like a blueprint. 
They don't start the house until the every detail of the blueprint is done. Then they say, build the house. It has to be prayed out in extreme and when I say detail, I mean, they got to move traffic around. They got to stop people from going out and make people go in. They got to make some people get in a car accident. They got to make airplanes stop and move another direction because folk are flying in the town to cause trouble. It's all of this stuff going on at the same time. And watch that. That's just to stop a ride. What you think going on to try to get people saved? try to get this happening and that happening and 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 the see always remember this there's something that this man just said he said the lord told him he said my people are too caught up in what happens and not so much caught up in what did not happen you saw a hundred die but maybe you saved ten thousand and if you could see the ten thousand yes the hundred is bad and so what happens is people give up hope because they saw a hundred die never realizing that your prayers stopped ten thousand you understand what i'm saying <clears throat> wait a minute last scripture and then we're going to pray when Joshua was near the town of Jericho he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand it's one of my favorite scriptures it was an angel and Joshua went up to him and demanded are you friend or foe and the angel said neither one I am the commander of the Lord's army and at this, Joshua fell with his face in ground to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, first of all, take off your sandals because the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told instead of like some people. Why? Uh, maybe because I might kill you if you don't. I only shared that to say. Then in the midst of everything that you see going on in the world, whether it be racial stupid stuff, whether it be lies, whether it be truth, whether it be whatever you see, when you bring the Lord on the scene, he's not on your side. He's on his. And angel, and see, there's, I'm, I'm like that. There are some people when they get afraid, animals are like that. Animals and people are like that. When they see something, they get afraid, they run in the other direction. And then there are some people that their fear causes them to just, I'm afraid, but if I'm going to die, I'm going to run at you. And that's what this guy did, Joshua. He saw that angel. He became terrified, but he, he just ran up to him with that sword. Who are you? That's why I say he demanded. He said, are you for me? Or are you for my enemy? Neither one. Both of y'all are crazy. He said, but why, listen what the angel was saying. I'm not here for neither one of y'all because both of y'all got skewered wisdom. I'm here because of the Lord telling me to do something. So when you bring the Lord on the scene, don't expect him to do what you think should be done. He's going to do what he knows should be done. You understand what I'm saying? And then the last thing is, as we pray, I'm doing good. I said, if I, got, I, said, if I go over, we'll stop, he'll stop at 11 because we've got these meetings. Um, remember this. When you pray, you have to wait. Because spiritual things have to warp themselves through time, space, and energy. So what happens is, it's like a root. How many of you know that if you destroy the root, um, the flower doesn't die in five minutes? You destroy the root, and after about three or four days, you can see the effect of the root being destroyed. I learned an excellent example about roots since I said that. You know, uh, my house is definitely not uh, six-foot distancing, nothing. Because about six to eight hours a day, uh, my kids and all the other kids' neighborhoods um, are playing basketball in my driveway. 
tearing up my grass. And just planted all of those beautiful flowers and and you know and I came out there when they first started planting months ago and I'm looking at my flowers. I'm like, hey, hey, hey! I didn't plant these flowers for y'all to tear them up. And and I was like, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. And they kept right on playing. And and every day that basketball goes up there. And they've been playing for all for since this coronavirus situation is since the kids have been home. They've been playing basketball for hours a day in the driveway. Hours. I'm not exaggerating when I say five to seven, eight hours a day. All them kids over there just having warfare games and all type of stuff. I come home and, and, and it's like seven young kids sitting on my grass like they old people in front of a party store in Detroit. I'm like, what in the world is going on up in here? It's just, it's just hilarious. And, you know, Sophia and Elizabeth and them Jeremiah is playing, playing, playing. And, and of course, it hits that rim, go right over there on those flowers, right over there on those flowers, right on those flowers. I noticed something after weeks went by. Those flowers haven't died yet. Those flowers look almost as healthy as the other flowers that the basketball didn't follow. You know why? It's never the petals, it's the root. That's why the Bible says, be rooted in Jesus Christ. And no matter what hits you, you'll bounce right back. I go out there, those flowers are smashed. Go back out there the next day, they're like, we back. <laughs> go out there the next day, flowers are smashed. Go back out there the next day, we back. Why? Because the root is healthy. It's always what you can't see that's producing what you see. It's never what you see. You understand what I'm saying? And the Bible tells you, quit looking at what you see. What is everybody doing? Making decisions based on what you see. And there are some decisions you got to make, but you got to be very, very careful because what you see is never what you see. Let's go ahead and say it. Yes, I'm sure the devil is in hell right now trying to figure out what are we going to do with this boy right here and these crazy church people I don't know why I've been talking about demons so much. Uh, one demon, we asked him a question about Lion Church. And the first thing he said was, man, y'all just revealing too many secrets about us. And the ones from heaven. Okay? And so we're going to get ready to pray, you know. And and uh, and uh, as we pray, I'm going to have Marche. She's going to stand back there. As we begin to pray, you know, if you don't pray in tongues and you want to receive that gift today, let me tell you something. I'm encouraging you to make today your day. Because... Um, where we are moving into, if you don't have the ability to build up your frequency and the ability to hear from God, you are going to be in some serious fear. That language, and particularly when you start moving past an hour, you'll know it. First time it happens, blow your mind. You're entered into the spiritual room and you know. You're like, what is this that I feel? It's a peace. And and your prayer language looks like it goes on cruise control. And the Lord will start speaking to you. Tell you stuff like this. I need you to do this because three years, something is coming and I want you to be prepared for it. They're not going to tell you what it is. They just want you to obey the command. You understand what I'm saying? So the world is about to be a very, very dark place. But the Bible prophesied that it would be the best time for the church. The best time for light is when it is the darkest. And the darker it gets, the light is shining. We have a very, 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 very bright light. You know, and so... An enemy is trying to figure out a way to darken it. At this point, it's just too late. It's just too late. We haven't paid too much of a price for, for these last few years. And so, you know, as we begin to pray, you know, I mean, you might need to think about it, you know, but I'm encouraging you as we pray. And Marcia, I want you to just stay back there for about five minutes to see, you know, and you'll just release yourself and go back there. And, 
And uh, you're welcome to walk around. You're welcome to come to the altar. You're welcome to do whatever you want to do. You may want to sit. You don't, don't fall asleep. You may want to kneel. You want to do all of those things. We have a lot of freedom when it comes to prayer. The Bible says to go into your prayer closet. It's not a real closet. It's the place in the planet where you and God meet. I know a guy, he said, whenever he wants to talk to God, he has to go sit in his driveway in the car. Other people, they have a real closet. Some people, they go to the park. The closet is a spot in the planet where it seems like you really can connect with God. It might be in front of the ocean. I love being in front of the ocean. You know, and so, Bible says that the voice of God is upon many waters. And so, I'm just encouraging you again, this last time, we're going to go into prayer. And I'll lead it out, and then we'll just go into praying. And it's going to be specifically, we're going to focus our... As you're praying in tongues, sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you words in English. He might ask you to pray some words in English for the president. He might ask you to pray some words over the mayor of Memphis or the mayor of Florida or the mayor of... You don't know what's going on out there behind the scenes. I know a prayer group. I don't want to say that name. I don't want to say the name of the prayer group because the type of stuff the FBI will show up. There's a prayer group that I know and the Lord uses them to pray about governmental affairs. And there are many a times that they are praying and they're praying in tongues. And they said the Lord would transport them to the White House. And they said in the White House, they would be having a secret meeting about some foolishness they were getting ready to do. And they said they're in the room with the people standing there and the people don't know. They had the people in the meeting in the White House and all of the prayer intercessors are standing right there listening to what they're discussing. The Lord takes them to the room. They can't be seen, but they can see because of the spiritual room. And the Lord would say, just listen to what they're saying and look at the documents memorize it and then when I take you back go in prayer and then ask me to come cancel it because I can show it to you but I can't cancel it unless you ask me because you in the planet with a body not me this stuff is scientific it ain't religious y'all following me so far this is great power that's why we're able to you gotta you you got you gotta realize something it's really a tall notion when you can openly say to Satan you can't do nothing do you realize people think we're crazy you just don't know the science of it okay so just encourage you as you pray do those things and then if you want to receive that ministry be bold and be humble so walk to the back and Marcia will take you up to a private area and she'll minister to you privately and you will receive that on today let's all lift our hands father in Jesus name we give you thanks and praise we give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus oh Lord God we keep this prayer simple we pray oh Lord God and we come into agreement that the forces of darkness that are trying to manipulate the United States based on this thing that happened with the officers in this man, we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Those unclean spirits that try to turn people against one another, that try to produce hatred for each other even though we are the same, those spirits that try to cause mayhem and confusion that you said come to steal and to kill and to destroy, those spirits, oh Lord God, that want to see us turn on one another instead of walk in love, that want to see the cities burn down to the ground with more chaos instead of peace and love and harmony. Those unclean spirits, oh Lord God, that are manipulating people and speaking to people in their ear to go out on the streets and cause trouble. Those spirits, oh Lord God, that are bodyguards for the other spirits to work. We pray, oh Lord God, that they would be dismantled right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we now know, oh Father God, that those angels that already knew what we were going to do this morning, they were standing at attention and we thank you, oh Lord God, that now in droves the armies of heaven empty out in order to obey and bring to pass what we are praying in our heavenly prayer language. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, 
you are the one who has given us this glorious language as a gift and so we pray in that language right now in the name of Jesus for you to pray to the Father through our vocal cords, these unknown and invisible languages so that our Father can release his armies in order to do battle in this planet. Let every detail come to pass with speed. In Jesus' mighty name, give, O oh Lord God, our leaders, from the presidents to the governors to the mayors, give them wisdom and give them insight, for we know that their job is extremely hard. Help them to do the right thing, say the right thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare that the spirit that is behind rioting and mayhem and discord and racism and all of the things, O oh Lord God, that are in the category of hatred are broken right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for the media to be judged to be shown in the area where they are wicked in the mighty name of Jesus release your forces oh Come on, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let your voices ring towards heaven in the name of Jesus. If you desire to receive this prayer language and make sure that you're saved and right with the Lord, just go in the back. They will take you upstairs to that private room. Yeah, we lift up our voices, oh Lord God, in strength. Oh, I thank you, oh Lord God, that we are exceedingly forceful. Yeah, Thank you. 
in Jesus' name. Let every device that the devil is using be broken and destroyed this morning. Yeah, every device, oh Lord God, be broken. Every mode of technology, every rope, yeah, every barricade that the enemy is using, let it be broken through this morning in the name of Jesus. Yeshe, Devilia, Mamako, Brongoyo, Yeshe.